Hello, this is Jill, Wigmore Welsh from Reading in Berkshire. It's a sunny June day in 2023 and it's over 15 years now since I've been recording these podcasts. So today is another in the series Body Sensing and Movement Awareness. And remember that none of these lessons are meant to be a medical treatment. So take it upon yourself to choose to do the lesson. If what you find is that you have any pain or problems with your body, do make sure that you discuss with your physician whether or not you should be doing the activities. And as I say, enjoy, take care. If anything causes discomfort, then stop and carry on in your mind, in your imagination. This lesson is a lesson in two parts. I'm going to record the first part of this lesson, which is about 20 minutes long. Um, And then I shall record the second part of the lesson in a second recording. It's quite possible to split lessons in half because each lesson could actually be split down into smaller and smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller parts. This is about self-awareness. It's the first level of self-responsibility and self-love is to be beginning to become more self-aware. So as you practice this lesson, this is not about improvement. It's not about changing. This lesson is about discovery. It's about exploring. It's about finding out what it is that you do and how you do what you do. Um, We could use the lesson to make shifts and changes, but take it that this is just going to be a lesson around self-awareness today. If you go to my website, which is jillwigmore-welsh.com, so that's a hyphen rather than an underscore, you'll find that I have a section now which is personal development, and I will be running some online trainings, uh, short online trainings, a series of maybe four or five or six lessons that you could come and join in with. If that interests you, let me know. Um, And we can get that going online. We can do that all over the world and people can have access. If you can't join in on the lesson on the day, then you can actually have access to the lesson later on. So if that's something that interests you, send me a message. If this is going out via various podcast channels, you might hear it. You may never have come across this work before. It's all centred around the key work of Moshe Feldenkrais. I did the whole of the Feldenkrais method training that I finished in 1999. I've done advanced training, the trilogy, um, Bones for Life training, etc. I've done training applying it for use with clinical conditions. And of course, I've also used it extensively in my own clinical practice with athletes wanting increased performance, wanting to be able to know how they can row faster or run faster or dance better or sing better. So I have extensive experience of using this with people who want to develop their potential. I've also used it extensively with people who have conditions such as complex regional pain syndrome, especially early signs of CRPS, where people are very scared of moving. So you can use this with many, many different applications, fibromyalgia. You can use it if you're somebody who just is not very aware of their body and they want to become more aware of their body. Uh, You can use this if you've had trauma, 
there are many, many, many applications of the Feldenkrais work. Um, what we're going to do is, without more ado, is jump in to the lesson itself. As I say, it's a lesson in two parts. It's an Alexander Yanai lesson called Four Points. I suggest we're going to be working on hands and knees, so you'll need a nice comfortable mat on the floor, a nice thick mat if you're going to be kneeling. Um, and also you'll be rolling over onto your back to have a rest. So you might want a pillow that you can put there that you can bring in later on when you roll onto your back. Um, remember, there's no there's no rules. You, you can do the lesson lying on your back and just listen. First time round, you can just listen and imagine yourself doing it. And then maybe the second time you might do small parts and then lie on your back and listen to it. And then you might do the whole lesson. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can do exactly what you want to do. And if you have any pain or discomfort, then stop and enjoy and have fun and play. So I will be putting the second part of the lesson up after I've recorded in a second uh, recording. But let's just start off by standing. Stand up. Come into standing and feel how your body feels today. Notice what it feels like to stand. Which way do you like to move from side to side? Do you like to take more weight on one leg or the other leg? Have a little walk. Notice what it feels like to walk as you move your legs. Notice how it feels. Notice your sense of your body. So I like people to spend a few moments at the beginning before they lie down and do a lesson just to check in. Notice how things are because that way, if the lesson itself seems to have made any shifts and changes, at least you're aware of something that's happened. So come down onto the floor when you're ready and be what we call standing on all fours. So on hands and knees with your hands and feet on the floor. So you've got your knees on the floor and your front of your feet on the floor if you can. Um, and just pay attention to how your hands and legs are organized. So it might be that at the beginning of this lesson you start with them organised one way and at the end you have them organised a different way. But just notice how it is when you first start. So we're thinking here in this lesson about the relationship about these four points. The points of your hand contact um, and your feet contact. But you could also make that your hand contact and your knee contact if you wanted to. So while you're in this configuration, begin to start to try to lift your right hand just once off the floor and then put it back down. Don't lift it up a high level, don't stretch or reach. Just lift it off the floor and simply put it back down. Pick it up and put it down. And then do the same with your left hand. Pick it up from the floor and return it. And do this again a few times with your left hand. And then you can lift both hands from the floor. So just lifting both hands up. How can you do that? And then with your hands on the floor, lifting just your right foot from the floor and return it to the floor. So just the foot. And then lift your left foot. And both hands are on the floor. And return your foot to the floor again. 
And I just lift those parts that I tell you to. So if I say hand, lift your hand. If it's your foot, lift your foot. And now lift your right hand and your left foot simultaneously. That's right. Just lift your right hand and your foot simultaneously. Put them down. And then lift your left hand and your right foot simultaneously. And then begin lifting your right hand and your right leg from the floor. And then returning them. And then lifting your left hand and your left leg from the floor. Again, do this in your own time. You can repeat the movement as often as you like. It's just a little lift from the floor. And be aware of how much effort there is involved in you doing this and reduce the effort down. Reduce it right, right down to the minimal amount of effort. You may find that when you first try to do this, you put in a lot of effort to try to achieve what I've asked you to do, but do this your own way. Allow yourself just to lift, just subtly, just a subtle lift. Might even just be transferring the weight off that side and back. It may not be you're ready to lift. You might find you can't lift one side or the other side. And that's okay. That's an increased awareness just right there. And then try all the different combinations by yourself. Two hands, two feet, one hand, one foot, diagonals. And yes, it is possible to lift two feet. And it's possible actually to lift two legs. Might be a little hop, but yes, you can. You can, you can actually, from this configuration, you can lift both legs off the floor. But remember to come back and notice these special places that your hands and your feet find on the floor. Special places help it to be comfortable for you. So most of the time we love comfort. Humans like to do what's nice and comfy. So when you kneel on the floor, there'll be a comfortable position that you like to get in. And if you were to be doing this with a group of people, oftentimes we split people up, you know, one small group and then another small group and allow people just to have a look at the differences because people choose to do things in different ways. And remember, that is what life is about. This is about the bigger picture as well, how you might actually decide to go about doing something and it's a completely different way to somebody else and then somebody else and somebody else. And that's okay. And what's nice is just to be aware of those differences. And if what can happen is through becoming more aware of our differences and other people, we can take on a little bit about what other people do, then sometimes it can increase our adaptability to make us more adaptable, able to do things when we choose to in a slightly different way. And when you've finished exploring, just leave it all alone and come to lie on your back. That's right, lie on your back and rest. And I usually say for a moment, but a moment is a fleeting time. So you can spend as long as you like resting. You can close and turn this off if you want to and just say, that's it, that's it for the day. I've just done that bit, that's enough. You can lie on your back, allow your head to be comfy. If you want to use a pillow, do. You can bend your knees, put your feet flat on the floor, get yourself comfortable however you want to and just feel how your body is. 
So when you have these four points on the floor, which we were talking about earlier, they are going to be unique to you. So there is no best place. I'm not going to tell you the right place to put those points. This is about discovering what you like to do. And just because you are thinking about these four points, you may find that you become a lot more aware of what it is that you do do during this time. And then come over, roll over, so that you can come back to stand on your hands and feet again. So try and find this comfortable way. Remember, it's nice to be comfortable. If it's uncomfortable in any way, shape or form, what you may find is there's a tendency to hold your breath. You may find that the discomfort is upsetting, so therefore you tense. So try and see if there's another way. If you find the floor is too uncomfortable, you may need to get some padding. You might need to get some cushions to put under your knees and your hands. You might find that for you, uh, kneeling. I have a problem with kneeling. I broke both of my kneecaps at one point, And now there's a lot of discomfort when I kneel. So I need to put a lot of padding underneath my knees to feel comfy. Maybe you're the same. Maybe you have joint changes that mean that it's difficult. Maybe you've had an amputation. Maybe you have an injury that causes you not to be able to bend your knee very easily or very well. Work with your constraints. And as I say, be comfortable. So find a comfortable way. The place where it's easy to place your two hands. The place where it's easy to put your weight through your legs. Your knees bent. And your head is resting down, rolling down slightly. It's not lifted up. You're actually just allowing your head to be nice and comfortable. Your breathing is comfortable. Organize yourself in such a way that your belly can be relaxed. Notice if when you take a breath in this configuration, can you actually allow your belly just to be soft so that it's dropping down towards the floor as you allow yourself just to be aware? And then begin to try to lift your right hand and your right foot at the same time. That's right, the same side. Do it a few times. And then move over to begin to start to lift your left hand and your left foot simultaneously. You don't need to lift very high, remember. And remember, you don't even need to lift. You can actually just go through the beginning part of noticing what it's like to start to transfer your weight what it's like to move to one side, notice if there are any constraints, if, it's, if anything is uncomfortable, obviously don't do it. But go slow when you first start. If this is something that's unusual to you, being in this configuration isn't something that most adults do. Most adults over the age of 20 don't spend much time on their hands and knees on the floor. So it might be a long time since you did something like this. On the other hand, you might be somebody who's a gymnast or an athlete, and it's quite commonplace for you to be in this position. But again, just go with who you are and what you can do. As you're doing the lifting, you can lift right hand and right foot, left hand and left foot, and then you can work with your diagonals. So you can lift your right hand and your left foot from the floor at the same time and lower them down. And then as you do this lifting, you can pay attention to they go, do they go back into the same place? Allow them to go back into the same place. And then lifting your left hand and foot. Sorry, left hand and right foot. We're doing diagonals now. 
So there's a lot to be going on at the same time, an awareness of your breath, an awareness of efforting, awareness of weight transfer, awareness of reducing down. It's much easier to do things more slowly than it is to do things quickly. So slow, slow, slow down. Just go really slow, really slow. Take your time and if you want to, you can just stop the recording. Just focus on this little part of the lesson so far. You might have an aha moment where you go, oh my goodness, I've just realized I can't do that. Or, oh my goodness, this is much different. One side to the other side. Oh, it's interesting. I hadn't realized that at all. I just can't do this. When you've finished exploring, leave it alone. Come and lie on your back again and rest. You can allow your legs to be long if you want to. You can allow them to be bent if you want to. You can have a pillow under your head if you want to. And you can spend as long as you like. Now, again, if I was running a class, I'd be able to see. Some people might still be moving onto their back. Some people might still be getting out of the configuration of being on their hands and knees. Some people might actually be taking time. So it's a little bit like years ago when I used to go walking with a group. And they used to go walking up hills quite fast. So they'd walk up the hill quite fast and I was slower than them. What would happen was that they'd walk up this hill and they'd get to the top of the hill and they'd be standing there looking at the view, having a rest. And I'd be struggling up behind them. <sighs> struggling. And I'd catch up with them. And I just caught up with them and off we'd go. And so I actually didn't have a rest at all because I was on the go the whole time. They had rests. So if you're one of those who's find, who finds that it takes you time, then stop the recording and take your time to get yourself comfy. Okay, so now come back to being on these four points again. And from this position, I want you to be beginning to start to lift your leg your left leg from the floor with your knee slightly bent and then put it down. So this is the whole leg. As the leg comes back down, it goes back into exactly the same configuration that it was in before. You want to be placing the leg. So lift it. And then as you place your leg down, you want to be thinking about putting it back in the same place. And now bring your attention to your right lower leg on the floor. And I want you to place it on the floor so that you could sit. All right, so that's a bit of a challenge. You're gonna to have to work that one out. So you're going to place the back of your toes on the floor near your left ankle. So if you've got your knees bent, and you've got your left leg resting, you're not moving your hands, the same configuration. You're gonna move, you're gonna move your right lower leg so that your back of your toes on the right leg is near your left ankle. That means you're sort of sliding, turning the leg out. Now again, if you have a hip constraint, then just do what you can do. If you can't work out how to do this, if it just seems absolutely physically impossible to do this at all, then again, don't push it. Just do what you can do. You might find that you have a little bit of an aha moment as you go through and you think, ah, I can work that out. But don't force it. So when you've got that leg turned in, I want you to place the whole of your lower right leg on the floor. Oh, that sounds 
that sounds challenging, doesn't it? But just just have a go. You remember, you can move your whole body. We're not trying to get that leg to touch the floor without you moving your trunk. You can slide and move your your knee on your left side. It's going to stay in contact with that point, and your foot is going to stay the same place. But you can move the body. And just do this several times. So think about being on these four points with these legs out behind you. And then what's going to happen is you're going to slide that right leg so that your right foot is coming closer towards your left foot. And you're going to sit down on towards that right side of your leg. It's almost like you're sitting on that bottom onto your pelvis. So just place it, place it on the floor and allow yourself just to come down gently don't fall onto that side don't hold your breath just go easy and nice and steady your head's resting down and your whole intention is just to make it possible for you to sit lightly so just lightly effortlessly easily slowly and get up simply just simply slowly or quickly it doesn't matter As you do this a few times, what you'll find is that something begins to start to work so that the process of sitting sort of becomes lighter and easier. As you go into this, you'll find there's something about the process of sitting that becomes a little easier. So always come back up to the same four points. So your your right leg always slides back so that the foot is in the same position it was to the start. And then as you begin to sit back down, it slides in. And pay attention to your pelvis, because your pelvis needs to turn 90 degrees as you you move yourself. So your whole body is moving. As you do this process of sitting, you're actually going to find that you're turning your body your face and your pelvis to to the left so that you're coming down to sit on the right side but you're turning your pelvis and your face to the left i watch so that you maintain those four points notice if that point of contact below your right knee is still the same place it doesn't have to be this is not a rule when feldenkrais was designing his lessons and creating them he thought a great deal about how he wanted the lessons to work he was a judoki he did judo um and he was a martial martial artist and so you know having worked with team gb british judo i used to watch the athletes doing groundwork floor work um and actually a lot of the movement work that uh, we do you can think of this as ways that you could use your body to escape from a judo hold or not being able to get out of a move, being able to be aware of how you could use your body effectively. So as you do this movement of moving and lifting your right leg, make it simple and light, all right? It should be like a kiss on the floor. It's how Feldenkrais refers to this. And when you've explored a bit, Lie on your back. That's it. And rest for a moment and remember. You might think, no, I want to carry on exploring. Well, you can always do more later. Just do a little bit. Find out how it goes. And then come back and do some more later. 
And remember again, if I'm putting in a small break on this recording, you can always stop the recording. You can always make it slightly longer. Um, you can always just take your time. As I say, you can stop the lesson partway through. You can say, well, that's just enough for me now. I'll come back and do a bit more later. And when you're ready, however long that takes, you can return to standing on all four points again. And guess what? Yes, you've already guessed it. You're going to do the same with the other leg now. So you're going to start to sort of lift and move your left leg and bend it so that you can sit down on it. Of course, your body will now turn to the right and your pelvis will turn to the right. So you're turning your whole leg and resting the outside of your leg on the floor. So the weight when you're on your hands and knees, your weight is on your knee and sort of almost through the front of your shin. Obviously, as you begin to start to move that left foot towards your right foot and you're going to sit down onto that side, you're going to be taking the weight and you're going to be taking it through the outside of the leg and then come back up and remember it's a nice soft gentle easy movement any discomfort if you're somebody with a hip problem as I've said before somebody with a back problem don't do it just take that take charge self-responsibility you are responsible <laughs> um, and it might take a, a while for you to get into this idea of not pushing yourself, you might come from a no pain, no gain. You think, I've got to do this, I've got to work harder, I've got to improve. No, 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 just discover what you can do, that's okay. And when you've finished exploring, you can come back, lie on your back and have a rest. Now, if you want to, you can actually take a really good rest this time. You can put your legs long. And you can just allow yourself to feel what it feels like now, how your legs lying and contacting the floor. Again, if you want to, you can do the next little part. There's only one more section of this half of the lesson to go. You could actually do this in your imagination if you wanted to, but when you want to come back into this configuration of being on four points again, you can bring yourself back over. So I'm going to carry on. You can stop the lesson if you want to start again. But let's have you back on these four points again. Be comfortable. Again, as I say, if it's any discomfort, just stop the lesson. Listen to the rest of it in your imagination. Do what you can do. Come back another day. Not all lessons uh, suit different people. Some of these lessons are quite advanced. For some people who don't use or move their body much during the day, maybe you sit in an office, you don't use your body very much, you might find it a challenge. Now you're on your four points, I want you to begin to start to think of sitting once with your right leg. So you're going to slide your right foot over towards your left foot and turn to face towards your left and sit down onto your pelvis. And then you're going to... Come back up to the four points. You're going to move your left foot over towards your right foot and you're going to sit down onto your pelvis. Watch what happens with your hands. And you can repeat this from one side to the other. 
You may notice if your hands are a bit too far away, quite a long way in front of you, that it um, is more difficult to sit. So if you change the configuration of your points of support, you may find that makes a difference to your ease of being able to do this. And just notice the spread of your limbs. You need to be supported on the same points. And come back up to the same place when you come back to the standing on your knees. Allow yourself to breathe, allow your belly to be soft, or you might even want to be aware. Maybe you start to think, oh my goodness, I am breath holding. In which case, just be aware of the breath hold and actually think, gosh, what's that doing? What's it doing to my system if I breath hold? Is it making is it making a difference to my um, tension in my muscles, in my belly, in my muscles in my back if I hold my breath? Is it making me more stiff and rigid? Just be curious. Don't think, oh, I mustn't do that then. I must make sure I breathe. It's like, no, just notice what you do. If you do hold your breath, that's okay. Just to learn something. That's an increase in awareness. That's huge. So when you've done this a few times, come back onto your back and rest. And remember that this part of the lesson, when we're doing these activities, you can, you can do the activities as quickly or as slowly as you like. I usually advise people to, to go slower. When I used to first do my training back in around oh, 1992, when I first started to do this work, it was actually around 19... 90 that I came across this work with one of my clients working with one of my clients who'd come back from Australia and been doing this work um, when I first started doing this work um, I actually found that I only needed to do a very small amount but I also found that I had it in my mind my thinking that I needed to improve so therefore I would push myself because I would and I know I've been in groups um, where people have been doing the movement work and maybe they've been pushing themselves quite hard to actually be able to um, get an outcome at the end. And then perhaps more experienced practitioners are moving so small, so tiny, you can hardly see them moving at all, literally. But their centre of attention is right inside their joints right inside their body, they're really able to sense and feel what's going on. Again, some people don't like the feeling of feeling inside their body. So just do what you can. So I hope you've enjoyed this lesson in two parts. I suggest that you bring it to a close by, if you've been lying down, coming back up into standing and actually feeling what your body feels like now in comparison to what it did at the start. Notice what it's like when you stand. That's what we did at the beginning. Be inside your body with your eyes closed. If you feel you're unsteady, make sure there's a chair to hold on to. Look after yourself. Feel inside of you. Notice if you can be more aware now of the contact that your legs make with the ground. What's happened as a result of doing this lesson. What is happening when you start to take a few steps 
What is doing this lesson done for your sense of how you use those points of contact, which are your feet that you're making with the floor right now in standing? So I'm closing this lesson off, as I say. I look forward to bringing you another lesson. I'll bring you the other half, which I record up and put up after this. When it comes to the next half, you can do the next half as a standalone, or you can continue and add this on to this one, but I will introduce that as well. And as I say, this is Jill, Jill Wigmore Welsh, here from Reading in Berkshire, UK. And I hope you've enjoyed the lesson today. I will put this up and I will record the second lesson and I will put that up later on today. So have a lovely day. Sunshine is beautiful here. Uh, Take care. Sending you love wherever you are in the world.